The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. Because every decision I make is not going to be good enough. And because I feel that way, it's like, oh, I'm not good enough. It's not that I can't make a decision. It's that I'm scared to make any decision. Identify the growth mindset belief in you and realize, hey, it's not really all about what you're born with or what you're capable of from the get-go. It's also about what you train and what you focus on training. Hello. Hey. Hey guys, it's your host, Assam, and just me today with a brand new episode of Before We Make It. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. It's been such a while since I've done a solo episode. I hope you really enjoyed Emma's birthday episode last week. She did a phenomenal job as always, and I'm always in love with lessons that people have learned throughout their lives because a lot of those lessons are only attainable through experience. So it's really cool because you can't ever replicate someone's experiences. So before we get started into the meat of this episode, which is going to get quite deep from, from me, I want to do Truly Obsessed. So I actually thought about my Truly Obsessed this time. (laughs) A lot of the times I just spew out whatever comes to the top of my head. But recently, I've actually been consuming quite a bit of Reels content. I am obsessed with Reels creators, specifically fashion bloggers, lifestyle bloggers, wellness bloggers that do these mini vlogs. I think they are so aesthetically pleasing to watch. I love seeing people's workspace setups, their home decor, etc. And I have two recommendations for you guys. First one is it's Brittany Nicole underscore. She is a New Jersey gal. She does affirmations, home decor, really cool like vlogs. And I love her aesthetic. It is so good. And the second one is It's You Yan. It's Y-U-Y-A-N-N. She's also a YouTuber and a TikToker. And I have just been in love with her casual style fashion reels. She'll post some of her curling her hair with her gold Dyson Airwrap, which I am so tempted to buy. But of course, it is out of my price range at the moment. But love her. I think she's really cute, relatable, and super like chill with her style. But also, she knows how to dress it up, add the accessories, without making it feel like her look is unattainable for us, you know, mere mortals out here who doesn't have like these crazy aesthetic closets. So yeah, I love her so much. And also, I started my job full-time two weeks ago. I'm working as a business technology consultant uh, in New York, and I have been trying to hunt down the best work-from-home accessories and tech gadgets. Amazon is such a goldmine for this, but the two that I will recommend to you guys is the Logitech Brio 4K webcam. That is for your Zoom videos. So if you want like a clear wide angle lens for your Zoom videos. You want your Zoom to look really just nice. If you're a streamer, if you want to use, I don't know, any like video content out of your meetings for reels or anything like that, then I really recommend this webcam. And secondly, if you want to put your nice big monitor, you know, work from home laptop on something that's propped up, clear, very modern and sleek, the acrylic monitor stands on Amazon are the best I love them. I love their quality. They're so cute and they're kind of invisible. So it doesn't add bulkiness to your setup. And last but not least, Burt's Beast Chapsticks, guys. I have been going back to them. The pomegranate flavor is the best, but the original with peppermint is also very nice. My boyfriend uses that and I've been stealing his and it is so nice for the lips. So there is that. 
Now, for today's episode, I want to talk about just dealing with the idea of not being good enough. And I want to open up a little bit about dealing with imposter syndrome, failure. And I want to talk about this momentous move that I made to New York City all the way from Texas uh, two months ago, officially, because today is February 4th that I am recording this and I moved December 4th. So it's pretty crazy, but I've been making new friends in the city. I've started my job. It's been quite a transition. So I want to talk that through with you guys. But interesting story. So I'm currently in California visiting my boyfriend, Ray, for his birthday, and I've been here for a little longer than I anticipated because of the snowstorm in New York, and I just decided to chill here for a little longer. But we were in his living room. We were playing Five Second Rule. If y'all know this board game, it is so fun. There's a funny timer that you basically set onto um, a flat surface, and it basically makes like a funny sound after it reaches five seconds. And you have five seconds to name three things out of a category, right? So we were playing this game, and the questions got kind of boring because they're really simple. They were really like surface level, like name three, I don't know, like bands or name three types of cheeses or name three airport names or something like that. So we decided to switch it up and start asking each other deeper questions, right? So like three of your fears, three uh, people that you miss, etc. And I got asked this question. It was in five seconds, name three of your biggest insecurities. Huge loaded question, right? So I get asked this question and immediately the three things that come out of my mouth are my height, my eyes, and surprisingly, my intelligence. And then my guy friends around me were like, your intelligence, like really? Like that's pretty deep. And you know, it got me into this rabbit hole of thinking like, why do I sometimes feel like I don't measure up intelligently, right? And then it got me thinking, why have I not succeeded yet? And I think in many people's terms, like success is so personal, it's so individualized. You can't really put a specific metric on it because it's so different for everyone. But I will say that I've attempted a lot of things in my 22 years on this earth, right? I think when I was younger, I tried to be an academic scholar and, you know, I did some biomedical research in high school and studied a lot and was trying to get into the best university, etc. You know, I've tried in college to be like a leader, somewhat of an entrepreneur. Um, Emma and I co-founded A-Line Magazine, this fashion lifestyle magazine in college. And that was my stint of you know, trying to build something from nothing. And that was really cool. And my role was kind of business oriented and strategic, which is really nice. I've tried being a YouTuber, podcaster, now author. And last but not least, I'm a new business technology consultant. And it's interesting when you've attempted so many things and you wonder like, why am I perhaps not above average (laughs) at any of these things? And it's not to say that I've a failure necessarily. But I also think that there are people that you automatically look at and you're like, wow, they were successful. And you attribute them as being like leaders in their space or front runners. They know what they're doing, etc. And for me, like I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily someone that is a role model for like a wide population of people, right? So I think about this and I think about how I've worked hard, but I haven't always worked smarter. 
right? And so I think that is why I have this thing in my head of maybe I'm just not smart enough. It's not that I'm not putting in the effort or not putting in the hours, but I'm just not being strategic enough. I'm not, you know, talented enough to look at these moments in my life from a lens of a photographer and video them and then create a reel out of it. I'm not smart enough to, you know, make a successful business happen or be an extremely outstanding consultant at my job or something like that. And mind you, like I just started my job. So not really talking about that here, but I think just recently I've been kind of down at the dumps, to be honest with you guys, thinking about myself and my potential. And every now and then I think everyone falls into this. It's like, what's special about me? Like what actually sets me apart? And am I actually going to be successful at anything in life? Especially if you have like a lot of multifaceted passions and yes, like you never really make it. But I also think that there's something to be said about imposter syndrome and what you learn from it and why it attacks you at certain points in time. And for me, like when I blurted out my intelligence, like in this game, it really like struck a chord and I started to think about it and just sit on this thought of why do I feel like inferior in my intelligence? And I think it's because I correlated directly to my ability to be successful and perform successfully, right? And the thing is, life in general is made up of so many decisions. Like think about all the decisions that you make every single day from the moment that you wake up to the moment that you rest your head on that pillow. Hopefully you had a great day. But a lot of the times, like these decisions can sometimes make us feel so good about ourselves. Like, wow, I chose to create a piece of content that really did well. Or I chose to hang out with someone that I ended up having a great time with. Or I chose to like take a bath instead of going out. And now I feel so rejuvenated or at peace, whatever. It's made up of decisions. But like sometimes like these decisions feel weighty. They feel like your decision is defining you and adding value or worth or quality to like whatever you're doing, right? Sorry if I'm being confusing here. But I think some decisions are simply smarter than others. And sometimes you make the wrong decisions. For me, I deal with action paralysis. This is something I've always dealt with and it really comes at me at like the most random times. But it's like, it's not that I can't make a decision. It's that I'm scared to make any decision. It's not like, oh, I don't know which one to make. Like, have you ever just had so much homework and in college, for example, and you just don't even know where to start. So you don't start at all. Or you have a huge test coming up and you have no knowledge of any of the concepts of the chapters of the textbook. So you don't want to start at all. Or you have a huge creative idea and you're like, let me create a YouTube video documenting my journey on overcoming the surgery or something. And you're like, I don't even know where to start. So I'm just not going to do it at all. That's really what happens in my brain so much of the time. It's like this action paralysis where I feel like I should not make any decisions. And I am incapable of making any decisions because every decision I make is not going to be good enough. And because I feel that way, it's like, oh, I'm not good enough. And then it's a direct reflection of me and my worth. And also there's too much risk sometimes in making the wrong decision or putting yourself out there and it being a failure or whatever. And maybe you'll regret doing it. Maybe you wish that you would have never done it at all. And it's so interesting because there's so many reasons for imposter syndrome. But a lot of the times, I think we get so overwhelmed by the vastness of a potential, right? Like a decision's potential, a project's potential, a partnership's potential, even like 
the potential of putting yourself out there for a different career or something. And it becomes so scary, not only because we want it so bad and the flip side of like the upside of you succeeding is incredible, but also the downside of that failure is heartbreaking at times. And for me, I would always be like, well, what if I try my best and my best isn't even good enough? Like I really work hard and it doesn't even get anywhere. And that's so scary to think about, you know, like for example, when I was younger, obviously there's a stereotype that Asians are smart. And especially when I was growing up as a kid in school in elementary and middle school, I was constantly met with this stereotype of, oh, you're Asian. I grew up Korean American in the US starting at the age of five. And there was a stereotype that I was just naturally good at certain subjects like math and science. And it's funny because I really took that personally and I was like, okay, this is my identity. I'm the smart person in this class or whatever, right? Like there's the class clown, there's like the popular girl, there's the jock or whatever. And I stereotype myself based on others' perceptions as a smart Asian. And because of that, sometimes I would literally not study for tests because I was scared that what if I studied my butt off? Like what if I studied so hard and I still didn't succeed? I still didn't get a good grade. Does that mean that I'm not intelligent enough and I will never be intelligent enough? And that's fixed mindset for you. It's thinking that you are limited in your talent, your creative abilities, your technical abilities, and primarily your intelligence. And so if you're not meant to be a tennis player, then you're never going to succeed. If you're not meant to be a mathematician, no matter how much you study, no matter how much you practice tennis, you're never going to succeed. And that's a mindset I had for so long. And sometimes I fall back into it and it leads me to imposter syndrome. And growth mindset is the absolute opposite. It's saying, okay, you can actually be successful in a lot of different ways. It means that you weren't born to be a specific type of person. It's not like you came out of the womb and everyone was like, he's going to be an engineer. He's so tactical and great at building things. Or it's not like you came out of the womb and you're like, oh, she is you know, so creative. She's going to write a book. She's going to be a painter or something. You know, It's not like that. It's like, Everything that you want to achieve is achievable as long as you train yourself like you would build a muscle. And this was proven by a famous guy who did a TED Talk and he referenced a celebrity who had gone from being, I believe, like the world champion of wrestling to being a world champion of chess. So one is exercising the body, one is exercising the mind, and he was able to do both because he believed in growth mindset. So the way that I get myself out of imposter syndrome is believing in that growth mindset. But a lot of the times my reality does not reflect my ability and my potential. And because of that, I get focused on my current stage in life, my current stage in my success or whatever. And I just feel so discouraged, but you know, that it happens to everyone. And I definitely don't think you should dwell on it. And the other reason for my imposter syndrome recently is I think that it's so easy to compare yourself to others on more of like a surface level basis, like a materialistic basis, and then be like, okay, to some like snap out of it, you're being irrational. Like obviously like none of these materialistic superficial things like really matter that much. For example, if I'm starting to compare myself to someone physically, I'm like, oh, she's prettier than me or, oh, she has better style or, oh, she has like nicer things, then I could, you know, like easily rationalize that for myself and be like, no, none of those things really matter. It's not, you know, a metric for happiness or joy or fulfillment in my life. I'm not going to lose out because I don't look like her because I don't have those things. So it's fine. I could define my own sense of happiness 
from my own life. But when you're comparing yourself to other people's talent or intelligence or extroversion or speaking skills or creative skills, it's so much harder to rationalize that and be like, no, to some, like those things don't matter because honestly, they kind of do. Like the difference between a successful artist and a maybe unsuccessful one, yes, hard work plays a huge role, but a lot of it sometimes is talent. The difference between someone who is going to run for president and make it versus someone who doesn't even get onto the candidate list, maybe they're just not a good public speaker. Maybe they're not smart enough to condense complex topics and talk about them on public platforms. Who knows? But there are sometimes these things internally that are comparable to others and you realize, dang, am I not good enough? Like, is this really the extent of my ability? And am I ever going to get there? And that's where comparison gets to me, for sure. It's definitely a battle that I have to get through. And it's something I have been going through because, you know, I moved to New York and it is an absolute hub of people that are both smart and talented. And they're also really good at the things they do. They make livings off of them. Like they turn hobbies into sources of income and they're able to excel at their jobs and make it to executive levels. And it's so inspiring to me, but at the same time, it becomes noisy. Kind of like when you're consuming so much content and you're like, what content do I even want to create? What is my personal style? I don't know. Because all I'm seeing are these successful TikToks and reels that are blowing up and there are all these different styles that are matched to those creators. It's like that for me, except my noise is not in content consumption. It's in people around me, the excess of talent and intelligence and ingenuity, honestly, and success. So I realize that I provide so many synonyms sometimes. It's like I'm a thesaurus <laughs> and I just like constantly blurt out different synonyms for like the same adjective or verb or noun. And I'm sorry if that ever gets annoying, guys. <laughs> but that is what I've been dealing with and I've yet to figure out how to overcome it. But I will say the first thing is to identify the growth mindset belief in you and realize, hey, it's not really all about what you're born with or what you're capable of from the get-go. It's also about what you train and what you focus on training. Because if you honestly, like if you have a lot of passions, it's easy to be kind of like the opposite of a jack of all trades and be kind of mediocre of all trades, you know, and just not invest like as much time into everything. So you're kind of like half-assing everything and then you're not really good at anything. And that's also like the outcome of a decision, right? So yeah, just bring it back to your decisions and think about what you can train and grow and become better at without necessarily being bogged down by your current level. Because, you know, it's not going to help to be bogged down by imposter syndrome because what imposter syndrome does is it puts you into a cave. Like it's literally like you're Patrick in SpongeBob SquarePants if you ever watched that show growing up and you're putting yourself under the rock and you're deciding I am number one at doing nothing. Like you're accepting that trophy and you're like, I'm going to be great and not attempting anything or not trying to explore, be better at anything because I'm scared of my own potential. And that happens to me. Action paralysis, productive procrastination happens to me a lot when you try to reject your most high urgent and high important tasks to basically do things that are not that important, like getting groceries or doing laundry because it makes you feel productive, but you're not actually, you know? So yeah, guys. Posture symptoms a thing, everyone goes through it, but you can get through it 
and do not become Patrick in your life. (laughs) Get over the Patrick stage and become the SpongeBob, (laughs) become the main character, and just start being better at one thing, one thing only. And once you realize, oh, I can get better at this one thing, it'll help you overcome this sense of defeat, in my opinion. So let's move on to making friends in a new city. What is that like? I have had such an amazing group of friends just grow with me in college. I feel so grateful to have them in my life and I still do obviously, but there's something special and deeper about in-person relationships that you maintain and that you get energy from throughout your week. And I've been definitely trying to put myself out there since I am new to the city. I have great roommates. There are such good friends of mine already, but I've also been wanting to branch out and just see who I could meet, see who I could discover. I love discovering new people because think about it, it's kind of like a journey to get to know someone. You're getting to understand their quirks, their pet peeves, what makes them excited, what makes them drained. And it's an exploration. It's so much fun, you know? (laughs) I'm an extrovert, so I'm very much every stranger is a friend that I haven't met yet. So (laughs) yeah. But I will say for the first time, I think I've faced some social rejection. It's not explicit, but there's obviously going to be people that are more interested in being friends with you than others. And that's also something that could hit you. You know, it's like, what is it about me that's not good enough to be your friend? And not being good enough is essentially the theme of this podcast episode. (laughs) So that's interesting. And the other thing is that when you're making new friends and you're trying to create bonds with people for the first time, you realize that there are just some people that you vibe with. It's unexplainable. The chemistry is automatic. It's easy. The conversation flows and you could just relax around them. And then there are other people where you kind of feel like you have to put up a front for them and you can't exactly completely be at ease because you have to, you know, laugh a certain way or have a certain tone or bring a certain humor or value to a conversation. It's just so interesting. I've been noticing myself and how I tend to be more comfortable around certain people and less comfortable around others. And I've realized that it's great to have like high quality people in your life that are really doing their own thing and succeeding and challenging you to do the same. But sometimes you just want those people that you could relax around. And that is something that I have been prioritizing when I'm looking for new friends. And the other thing is socializing in a big city. It could be fun, but it could be very distracting and very expensive. And this is honestly like two caveats of being, you know, in a great city. Like it's so much fun but it's almost too much fun. And because of that, you really have to be firm in setting boundaries. And it has been like the hardest thing that I've dealt with since moving to New York without a job because I don't really have concrete excuses for why I can't do things. I mean, I can make excuses, but it's just the fact that it's an excuse. Like I feel bad, like I'm letting someone down or I'm letting myself down. Like why aren't you taking this opportunity to explore? And honestly, that's why I've been loving this whole thing of like make social media casual again since the pandemic started. People are really posting content just at home, doing the most mundane of activities like cleaning, working, self-care. And this at-home content, it's great. It's thriving and I love it. I'm here for it. It makes you feel less like you have to be this major consumer of clothes, expensive items, and honestly, costly experiences to put your life out there and flaunt it to the rest of the world. So 
I really love that. I think social media has shifted from being consumerism to mostly more experiential and trying to provide an experience to audiences. Um, People live vicariously through you. Obviously on social media, you do it for others. But understand that you are the only one living your life. You're the only one suffering from the consequences of not being able to say no or going out too much. And that's what I had to realize. Like, it's not really about others. It's not about what people think of me online or see online. It's really about myself and am I fulfilled? Am I designing a life that is rejuvenating and energizing? Two very different things I've realized. Because things can be energizing only until a certain limit. Like going out with friends is only fun until it's too much and it begins to drain you and take away from your alone time. And personally, I never thought I'd be one for alone time. But in a city like New York, you definitely need your time. And setting boundaries is the key, guys. Last part of this podcast, I want to talk about starting my job I just ended my second week and it's crazy, first of all, how little you truly know about working at a certain company in a certain occupation until you're in it. You could study it. You could listen to full-time employees who are already experienced in your job. You could get so much advice and wisdom like I have, honestly, from mentors, from um, recruiters, etc., friends even, but You will never understand what it's like until you're in it. And yeah, I mean, I feel like I've glamorized working full time at a big company like I am now for a while. And it's definitely not all glamour. It is really fun to learn and challenge yourself, but it is also, you know, a lot of work. And you do get those moments of, wow, I am so inexperienced and I can't really bring all of my past experiences into this because this is new. This is different. And yeah, like maybe I've always been good at what I've done, but now I have to train myself to be good at something different. And it's wild. It's a whole like paradigm shifting experience. Um, So my number one tip is to be organized. It is crazy how much you miss if you're not taking notes on things and compartmentalizing those notes and then later like applying those notes and also like not organizing your tasks, your email inboxes, not creating like actionable items that are, you know, prioritized by urgency and importance. Like being organized is literally going to save your life if you are starting something new or just trying to be good at managing a lot of tasks. As a consultant, my job is pretty variable. It's pretty fast paced and it's going to be different every day, I believe. And so I have definitely been trying to get organized. I really recommend using Notion. It is not just a note-taking app. It is revolutionary. It is going to change your life. It's so good for creating lists within lists within lists in the most organized of fashions. And if you're like an aesthetic note-taker or someone that likes aesthetic to-do lists, Notion will let you customize it (laughs) in so many different ways. I sound like an ad for them, but I really recommend this course, uh, the Notion course by August Bradley. He also has a YouTube channel where he lets you download his templates and then you could actually just populate them with your information. And his system is like so genius, so organized. So I really recommend him. And the next thing that I will say I have learned is that you really can't work for just a paycheck. I mean, everyone knows this. You really can't work just for money because at some point it's not going to be fulfilling to you. And it's not just money. Like some people just work for status, for recognition, for a certain level of societal applause. And you really can't focus on those things. 
you have to like really think about, is this job filling me and how can I make it fulfill me if it's not currently? And, you know, my company has been really stressing this thing of making moments that matter. It's like a mantra for them. And I think that's actually really genius because you will not remember like everything you accomplished in your career and every single day of your career, but you will remember key moments that really matter to you, whether it was when you got applause or when you worked really hard on something and it had a really great output or really great end result, or even when you connected with someone after work and got to relate about the difficulty of something and then help each other out. I don't know. Like it's really like the intangibles that make work fun. And it's really about building relationships with your coworkers, your bosses, their bosses. And rather than like seeing it from this businessy networky perspective, even though, you know, I am in corporate America, I'm trying to see it from more of a art of fulfillment perspective. Like how can I treat my first time job, like first full-time job, like an art of fulfillment? Like how can I make sure that I'm designing this job job to be fulfilling to me. And obviously like I have to do things that I'm assigned, but I could also shift my perspective on how I do those things or how I approach them or whether I see this task as mundane and admin work or whether I see it as an opportunity to shine and be really great at something little because that's really where you make the most impact if you are great at doing the little things well. That's what makes you stand out. So yeah, guys, I think you could talk the talk all you want, but you need to walk the walk when you're in your job. As in, you could portray yourself as this incredible equipped person. You could say, I'm going to be the most passionate team member and collaborative and work hard, whatever. But if you don't actually do it and do it in a way that motivates you to continue doing well, it's not going to be a fruitful journey for sure. So yeah, guys, that is my episode. I've discussed so much on this episode. I hope it was interesting for you guys. I hope that you got something out of it. Personally, I will say that life is crazy. (laughs) Not in like a, oh my gosh, it's crazy because I'm doing so much and having so much fun. A lot of people do glorify like calling their lives crazy or chaotic. Like it's kind of like, I'm busy. Look at all the things I'm doing, whatever. (laughs) But life is just unpredictable and you're going to get down at the dumps. I'm sure that every single person you admire and consider role model has experienced imposter syndrome. And personally, like I have a lot, but I don't think I've ever talked about it in the midst of going through it to this depth and detail. So I hope that it was helpful and I hope that you got something out of it. That is it for this episode. Guys, please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Before We Make It. Make sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter in our bio. We have postponed that until we have built like a sizable newsletter audience. So definitely stay in the loop and join our Facebook group if you haven't already. If you love this episode, please tell me something you got out of it in a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Spotify is allowing reviews now. And last but not least, on the announcement post for this episode on App Before We Make It on Instagram, go make sure to comment one thing that you would do differently if you faced imposter syndrome again after hearing this episode. And if you're already in it, one thing you're doing now to combat it, because it's not easy, but we're a community here, guys, and we can help each other out. Also, Em and I decided to put our content on TikTok. So if you want to follow us at Before We Make It on TikTok, we've been posting stuff on there. It is such an interesting journey. And let me just say, success is not a one-size-fits-all. A certain type of success, whether it's like, I want to be the best content creator, the best 
best employee, the best author, whatever. It's not one size fits all. And personally, if you are going through something difficult, know that you are not alone. That is all. Love you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed this. Bye. See you next week. Bye.